Hi, welcome to Clitterly Speaking, the podcast. I'm Michelle Doherty. And I'm Emily Lane. We are BFFs dedicated to bringing you conversations between girlfriends over a bottle of wine. Oh, I am so excited about the wine part. Oh, me too. So pull up a chair, grab your glass, and let's get talking. Well, hello there, Emily. Hello, Michelle. How are you today? Oh my gosh, I am fabulous. It is nice outside. I know. I wore my sunglasses all day today. (laughs) I thought this is fantastic. And you're even wearing them at night. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because now I've gotten used to it. But it was lovely. Like, oh my God, I need to wear the sunglasses because, you know, it's been so gray and rainy here in St. Louis for Mm -hmm. ever. I had to up my vitamin D supplement a couple months ago just to make it through the winter. I've had to up my wine consumption just to make it through the winter. So (laughs) I had to get to the beach. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I am just thrilled with our spring and I'm glad that, that the temperature is, you know, still around the 65 to 70 degree. It's not 150, you know, right away. So, yeah. and thankfully, even though this will air in a couple of weeks, we do have those several days of sunshine ahead of us, which will dry us out a little bit mm-hmm. and then hopefully keep the rivers from At cresting bay. even higher. Right. Because... Over down in my neighborhood, the River de Pere is really getting mm-hmm. getting up there. So Yeah, yeah. Oh, goodness. Fascinating. But other than that... Yeah, other than that, here we are once again in studio, and we have another wonderful bottle of wine ready for us to enjoy, and we have a just a fascinating guest that you and I have had um, the fortune of having multiple conversations with now. Yes. So this is going to be even more fun to be able to share this conversation with our all of our, our clitorati. Yeah. 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 So, I'm excited about it. So yeah. why don't you um, introduce our wine and then yeah. we'll introduce our guest right after that. Sounds good. So today we are drinking a wine from the Mysara Vineyard. Um, this is one that I've had on my radar for a long time. And in fact, I'm really hoping that we get an opportunity to meet some of the people behind this vineyard very soon. Um, it's, you know, they have, I know they have a fabulous story of their own. Um, this is a a wine near the Willamette Valley here. Um, and it is, we're drinking a Pinot Blanc. Mm. So this, uh, there's so many special things like, but beyond this family having a really interesting immigration story to the United States, this is a very female run, um, winery. Uh, they, uh, they're biodynamic. And in fact, they like, they make their, they make this like tea that they use to infuse their soil with like it's really fascinating. fascinating what they do and it's it's all to you know really um treat the soil and of course um you know deter pests and so forth so they they're, what they're doing is just very forward thinking out there um and uh in the the product of it is just really beautiful elegant wines so today we're drinking their pinot blanc it's called oat OT. Now, I'm I'm not exactly sure the pronunciations. A U T E E S. Probably Otes. So, Otes. Okay. I would say. Okay. I would pronounce it like every good St. Louis and Otes. <laughs> Otes. Otes. Yeah. Yeah. Is it is it double double E? Double E. Yeah. O-T. Double E. So that's why O-T. I'm like I'm not exactly sure, but you'll be able to find it. Um, Audi. Yeah. We can come up some other. Sure. Anybody yeah. has some suggestions? I will take it. So apparently, Otis is the 
ancient Persian goddess that protects all plants, trees, and uh, on the nice. earth. She is the protector of life and all things that grow, and symbolizes the efforts to promote health and well-being on the land. So that is the the why they particularly they chose this goddess to name the wine after. So this is a 2016. Um, I. Uh, on the nose, I you know I get all that that ripe fruit, that apricot, lychee, some honeysuckles, pretty white flowers. Um, on the palate, it's got that really kind of supple, oily mouthfeel. Um, again, that stone fruit and apricot, really, pre- really, really pretty. I just took my first sip, so I'm sure I'll find more in it as we continue down this conversation. Well, Emily, as our listeners know, you have a lot more to say about wines than I do. <laughs> uh, I've never had a Pinot Blanc before, so A, I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> <laughs> so I always thought it was Pinot Noir, but then that is, you know, black, and then Blanc would be white. So, mm-hmm. you know, logically you could have a Pinot Blanc, but I've never had one mm-hmm. before. Um, I find it a bit um, not deceptive. That's not right. the like like my first initial taste of it, I feel like, oh, it's a little sweet, but then it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's some spicy pepperiness that comes out on the palate. You know, it's like, and there's, you know, it definitely gets your mouth salivating. Yeah, I think I would, I would think I would definitely need to have food with this one mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. I think if I were to sit home by myself on the couch after a long day and watch Netflix, I don't think I could, I mean, I would try to drink the whole bottle by myself, but I, I think I would probably regret it. I, I, I right if I now. I ate it, I mean, I, I'm sorry, but if I ate food with it, like had a nice meal. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm like kind of wishing that we had some like blue cheese and maybe some duck car- charcuterie, like, oh, wouldn't that be good? And some lemon um, mm. herbs. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking like baked chicken and broccoli, right. but you guys can step it up <laughs> if you want. Yeah. Um, so I, if I, so I'm thinking it's just a little. Um, I think it's if I like think about a pair of panties or something, it's going to be something that's that's not um, not what you think it is. Like at first oh, glance, okay, you might think it's a. You might think it's your standard lacy thong, but mm-hmm. it's not. It's it's actually like you know a crime fighting um, toolkit. Oh, I like it. I mean, it. it's just something completely <laughs> different than you know. The more you taste it, the so so you might think it's like a velvet panty, but really it's made out of fruit roll-ups. <laughs> well, yeah, and, uh, that that's one of those. I mean, like it's it just nude, but it's crotchless, you know, right? right. Or subtle and. But you're, you're like you're gonna think time. you're gonna look at it and go, oh yeah, I know that. That's that's a that's your typical boy short, but it's not. It's like mm. oh, that's not your like. It's a, a boy short that that also like warms your butt in the winter oh, time. Awesome. Okay, <laughs> so it's just like different. I like that. So it's, like, it's not. It's one of these you can't judge a book by its cover. Right. But yeah. I. But but again, I don't drink Pinot Blancs, or I have not ever drank Pinot Blancs before tonight. So mm-hmm. um, this is my first experience with it. Right. And I. And let me ask you this, Emily. On the on the white wine scale, mm-hmm. where would this fall from? You know, you have the Sauvignon Blanc, then you have like the Grigios, the Rieslings. You know, where does this fall? And I know there's other white wines I haven't even like. You know 
Well, I mean, everyone is different depending on, there's so many factors that go in, right? So every, like you can't say that all Sauvignon Blancs are the same, nor can you say all Chardonnays are the same. Like I find this one to be a little bit weightier in texture than like some of the the recent Sauvignon Blancs that we've had. But I know that there's variance between makers and and regions and years and all of those things. I I think that this one has some nice weight to it, um, which makes it a little bit, I don't know. I feel like I want food with this, yeah. you know. Well, it's it's also a nice departure from a Chardonnay with the oakiness and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. So I think if you are a, a white heavy. wine drinker and you want just to try something different, mm-hmm. you know, I would, yeah, I think you could, you wouldn't go wrong with this. Yeah, I think this is really pretty. Yeah. I really like this. Um, but, so yeah, you've you, we've had uh, a few comments here from our guest Angelia Scott. So I I'd love to get. Um, your thoughts on this, Angelie. I noticed that you've already, um, you know, thoroughly tasted your <laughs> wine. <laughs> yes, yeah. um, but my thoughts, I, I, I agree with you. It is weighty. You know, it's not as it's it's not as light as you would look at it and mm-hmm. think. And uh, it's delicious. Yeah, I think pasta with mm-hmm. would be the good pairing and it is it's a good sort of representation of the season we're in you know it's yeah. mm-hmm. it's um not as light as you know the beginning of springtime but as we kind of it's may you know we're getting into mm-hmm. s- summertime we know is coming kind of feels like right where we're at in the the season you know yeah that's that's a great with the weather and a great description a of it cuddle worthy wine <laughs> i couldn't do some cuddling for okay, sure good. yeah yeah that netflix night with the bottle of wine yeah. cuddling goes hand, right yeah. hand in hand yeah absolutely um well, that's a pretty great segue into sure. introducing a little bit more about Angelia. So she is a, a wonderful artist, which is how you originally met her, right? Yeah, uh, I met her, met her at the Mannequin Project mm-hmm. down in Medici. And uh, uh, one of our friends, mm-hmm. Pookie Lee, had put together this mannequin art project. And she had recruited a variety of artists in town to take a, a mannequin, whether it was like the just the legs, like the torso to the legs or a full body or mm-hmm. a man or a woman, whatever she could, ha- she was able to, to gather from the location and then let you guys go and, and do the work and come back and then present it and, and auction them off. And, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. the, the night I got my, my mannequin that I was mm-hmm. so excited about. I oh, called, did you get one? I did. I got the golden goddess Wonderful. with the, with the mirror boots, you know, <sighs> that's just so strong. And the I go, mosaic mirrors. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and my my son and I we named her Gigi for yes. Golden Goddess, <sighs> and I I mean I bought that on on the Friday night, and I couldn't get her until Monday, and all weekend long I was like oh, I'm gonna go get her on Monday. I was like mm-hmm. I was like bringing home my kid or something, mm-hmm. and she's right there in my when you walk yeah. in my house, she's prominently displayed. I have this great um, sunburst mirror that goes behind her, so mm-hmm. the whole very powerful, yeah, and mm-hmm. and I know, and so I really connected with her. But that's also when I met you, mm-hmm. and you were giving your talk about the mannequins that you and your partner had put together. You worked mm-hmm. in tandem. Yes, uh, we worked. I worked with Sacred Touch STL as a group project. It was a mm-hmm. fundraiser, so we all worked together, and um, out came this beautiful pair, Mister and Mrs. So yeah. we did take on two mannequins on that project, and. Plenty of times throughout the process, I thought, well, the, we need to just uh, half this, you know. <laughs> well, can I ask you, like, how did you guys, like, come up with your, your, you know, 
like, did you brainstorm? Did you sit down? Did you look at her or the bodies? And it's like, you know, how did you get your inspiration? Sure. Um, well, it was a wonderful team building practice with my partners at Sacred Touch STL. Um, and we would take time and we'd get together and brainstorm and uh, talk about, you know, what these figures could possibly be. And as we began that process, I realized um, what we were getting ourselves into because um, they're blank slates and they're totally um, open to interpretation. And my mind could go a thousand different ways with these mannequins. Right. Now, I had been sculpting and working with glass and different uh, mediums prior to this. And um, so I was bringing some of that experience to the situation. And my uh, partners weren't... Um, necessary when call themselves artists so they kind of was they were looking to me like what do you think and um uh, we brainstormed a lot. So um, we were writing on the mannequins, kind of mm-hmm. looking, you know, what yeah. um, images did they evoke for us? Yeah. And uh, it was a great team building thing. It was and like a great collaboration with it your was. team. Yeah. Now, so Sacred Touch, you, that is part of your platonic touch business, it right? Is. Yeah. Um, which is also known as like your professional cuddling coach. Mm-hmm. And so when you talk to your partners, are these all partners that are they all also professional? cuddlers and uh, yeah business yeah. partners uh-huh. right okay um yeah denny gallagher's is a coach and a cuddler and liana love is um she's tantric practitioner and uh so we it's a collaborative there at sacred touch so your mannequins did they embody kind of that um that call for intimacy or totally yeah and comfort Uh, and the the beauty it's a pair a mr and mrs right and so i'm like just i could you know i could have gone all on all day with ideas for these two Mm -hmm. who are these you know who do they want to be you know it was almost like we began to sort of look to them you know and let them come alive Mm-hmm. And it was just it was just on from there because I loved it. It was mm-hmm. like a beautiful medium that I had not had my hands on yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this might seem um, a, a silly question, but it, there's no silly questions on our no. podcast. Excellent, because you're an artist and you're an artist, right? Emily's an artist and Angela's an artist. I'm a writer, mm-hmm. but. When you finish the project or when you finish any of your projects, is there an emotional release? And like, I know I, when I wrote like the last, you know, sentence of my book, I like totally sat there and cried. And I was just wondering, Mm. do you have like a similar release when you finish a project like like that? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I'm very tied up in them. And for example, the, that project I was... My day job is a nurse, mm-hmm. um, and I was working as I work contract or agency work okay. so that I can do my contract and then be have, take time off. I have much more control over my own schedule mm-hmm. that way, and um, I was working while I was doing that, and it was just, you know, very distracting because mm-hmm. I was, you know, very busy at the hospital, but, you know, my mind was like, I, I, I can't wait to get there mm-hmm. and get my hands on this and it really was like birthing uh, in a yeah. way. It was, it's creation. Mm-hmm. It's creative, you know, p- pouring our energy into those uh, mannequins and seeing and watching them like uh, these characters come alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was something I had not experienced before. I mean, plenty of my work felt alive to me. 
um, like a little bit of a, you know, speaking for itself mm-hmm. in a way. Uh, and these two um, oh, you're figures. smiling. You're like, yeah, she's totally smiling right now. If it's... our listeners could just see how the um, how how pleased and blissful Angelia is when she's talking mm-hmm. about her mannequins. I, I can I can totally ex- um, connect with that, mm-hmm. you know. It was thrilling. Yeah. yeah. So that was such an interesting question, Michelle, mm-hmm. that you poised. I... I've found it depends on which medium I'm practicing with, mm-hmm. depends on when the emotion comes out. So mm-hmm. um, like with the cello and the performances there, that is such a a, a group effort also, mm-hmm. you know, and there's lots of people. So I find myself during the performance, um, this this very like ethereal feeling comes o- comes within, and I I feel like I'm I feel so on an energy plane connected with everybody around me, and I have had multiple performances where it's like you know y- I get teary because mm-hmm. that that connection with other people and the fact that what I'm doing at that moment is not just connecting with the musicians I'm playing with but those out in the audience so right. I find that when it comes to more of a you know like a painting or something like in that arena I find myself knowing when it difficult to know when it's done so like I'm mm. never like you know, because I'm kind of a perfectionist, yeah. which is what I love about music. It's like, this is when it's happening, <laughs> you know? It's done when it's done. Mm-hmm. Whereas, yeah. like, you know, these other mediums, I am I feel like I could tamper with them forever. Tweak it it'll always. Yeah. I mean, did you know, like, when you step back from your, you know, this man- mannequin project and when, yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. You- um, it was sort of that way. Um, we... installation needed to happen in the uh the gallery space Mm -hmm. so i had all my things and i had my uh concept and to finally put it together there i was like oh yeah i mean they they came alive and then i was sort of tweaking them a little bit here and there but yeah i was pretty satisfied i was like good you guys are good and i felt like they just began speaking to people from that point, you know, yeah. like their messages, like the, their, their archetypal symbols, right? Mm-hmm. So the man and the woman, I mean, how deep do you want to go with it? It's, it's, right. uh, they, their names are Mr. Cosmos and Mrs. Earth. And I mean, you know, the story that I gave them is that they're married and, you know, united and partners and mm-hmm. like, you know, but for each person that saw them, could have seen something different. So different. Yeah. Right. And so that was part of the project. I set out some paper and asked people to tell me what they see. Oh, I love that. Uh, yeah. Because art is so subjective. It is, yeah. You know, and you want it to be that way. It is. Like, mm-hmm. you know, as an artist, you may have a feeling and experience that you are releasing in that creation. However, it's, it's, it's so wonderful that you can help somebody process their own ideas and thoughts in their own way. Yes. I agree. Yeah. And I and that's what I love about them. Uh, the symbols that they represent, masculine, feminine, um, Mr. and Mrs. Marriage, um, Earth, Cosmos, um, that is so deep rooted for people. Those images are those meanings just themselves. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I love it that people open up and tell me more about who they are. And then, you know, it's it's a catalyst. I bet it was kind of cool too, watching the reaction on people's faces in real time. Because yes. you had just put them together, like you said, you know, installation yeah. in the gallery, and then boom, people are walking in. And what a what an immediate kind of. Um, uh, feedback for you mm-hmm. and 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 um and validation 
that that I that you've created something that you don't have to guess whether or not people liked it. It was really fun to hear everybody's feedback, and um, it was more than I had anticipated. I really, you know, when we started it, I thought, okay, this is a fundraiser. This is you know thinking sort of business minded around yeah. it, uh, but then it totally just became like it's just a project I fell in love with, and so. In that moment, uh, hearing everybody, there was a great crowd there. There So there was like a lot of input. uh, So I'm curious, um, when you had solicited um, uh, ideas from people that were there about Mm -hmm. what the piece meant to them, what were some of the interesting suggestions? Mm -hmm. Um, People were talking about uh, it means, you know, they saw love in the couple, Mm -hmm. you know, the man and woman. People were talking about David Bowie because wow. he's a star man. And Mr. Mr. Cosmos has a cape that's got mermaid fabric on it. And then also it's another layer of um, it's the solar system on the mm-hmm. cape. Yeah. And so he's, oh, wow. and it was, it, there was fabric at his feet that were standing. That was it was black with stars on it and um you know he's he was you know looking like david bowie to me with the really cool. top hat and the feathers and <laughs> and you know we're definitely gonna have to include a photo yeah, i was just gonna somewhere. say do you have I just a made photo a note. i just right. made a note we'll need it for we'll our website mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i will include that definitely yeah um yeah. that is fan- that's fantastic now do you find yourself driving along uh, abandoned retail areas looking <laughs> for a mannequin off oh. in the alley hoping you can maybe rescue it's Are you like really a mannequin bad. rescue now? I, yeah, I mean, my next, my the current project. Right. So one thing led to another with that project. And yeah. I'm really grateful to Pookie Lee and uh, Liana and yeah. Denny and everybody who was in on that one. From there, I I've learned of another mannequin project, and I went on okay. it, and I'm like in the middle of that. And so, yeah, so fantastic. suddenly here I am. This is you know I'm I'm sculpting with these mannequins, mm-hmm. and um, I'm probably processing some feelings of your own it's also very deep yeah Yeah. it's very beautiful the uh expression of my inner world coming out through these mannequins um and so what what what, prior to the mannequins what was your um medium of choice collage multimedia okay i would do collage and a lot of poetry writing Mm -hmm. uh so and now now it's you know i have a lot of ideas for more mannequins. Yeah. So I'm looking I am looking for more mannequins <laughs> yes. and I'm gonna get them. You're gonna I know be a man- you're gonna we'll set up your own mannequin rescue. I know, I know. People are gonna like bring them by, we'll drop save them a off. Lonely mannequin you're gonna today. have like a whole like Instagram going on and like, well we've I've I've given her like new skin. Uh-huh. I repainted yeah. her shoulder. <laughs> She's gonna be ready to be adopted in a yeah, little bit. You might it might be a little scary. You might come across some that, that is- are in some real need <laughs> of some love. But yeah. Well you know some of the ide- concepts that I'm rolling around it won't need much doing because I'm I want to transform them to where they don't even look like mannequins. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. So, Exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Exciting. There's a lot of statements that can be made with the human form. Well, I, I have to say that that was a very powerful evening and I'm so glad that, you know, I met you that night, Me Emily. I was like, you got to meet Angelina. I Come. Know. Angela, Emily was working on a movie the same evening mm-hmm. and I got, I got Gigi and now we're here right. today at the, um, at the podcast. But Emily, I yeah. think we need to take a break. I know, we need a refill already. Because I'm, I'm parched yeah. and we have empty glasses and a half and a bottle of wine. we have so much more to explore so much in this more. conversation. So, yeah. Let's take a real, real quick break and we'll be right back.
you, Emily, for refreshing our glasses yes. and getting everybody some more of this wonderful peanut rice from Mysara. Perfectly, um, you know, parsed Even. out, right? Yeah. <laughs> she didn't see me grab my glass and sip a little bit more and put that glass back. And then, oh, I, I didn't know we were you were uneven, Michelle. Let me give you some more. Uh, but yeah, yeah, no, thank you, Emily. You do yeah, a fantastic well. job with it. Yes. Yeah. I want to make sure that I'm not drinking more than everybody else. It's really about, you know, protecting you against my thirstiness. Right. <laughs> so uh, prior to the break, we were talking with Angelia about the Mannequin Project. Right. And that's when I when I, we met her originally. And, mm-hmm. and when Angelia was giving the talk about... About her mannequins, up she talked. She mentioned that she was a professional cuddler, and I was like, "Oh my god, yeah. she totally needs to be on our show." Yeah, mm-hmm. like first of all, what exactly is that? Right. I mean, yeah. does it sound exactly how it, you think right. it sounds? Right. Like, right. You know. And so I'm. We're, we really kind of want to learn some more about that. How did you get in it? You know, yeah, how like, long has it been around? Right. Mm-hmm. Who is it that's contacting you to be cuddled? And sure. what's, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for asking. I love to talk about it. It's uh, really sort of up and coming, especially here in the Midwest. Um, you can go to the East Coast and cuddle. You can go to the West Coast and cuddle. But there's not a lot of practitioners in the Midwest. So mm-hmm. um, it's exciting to sort of begin. Um, there are a few. I'm not the first. But, okay. Okay. Um, um, I came into professional cuddling as a client. Um, okay. I began sort of with this, I was in this sort of a weird spot and I was like dating a little bit mm-hmm. and like it was hit and miss and it, things weren't going the way I wanted them to. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, what's they going on? They usually don't when you're dating and you're like, <laughs> know, like you know, you know you're out, you're no out. longer 23. Oh, seriously. Yeah. yeah. It's Match.com like, was like, oh, is yeah. it me? Is it them? I think it's them. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 It's and hard. It, and it didn't make a lot of sense to me because I'm like, I, this shouldn't be this hard. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I have a theory that also we're in St. Louis. I know, right? That's yeah. another thing. That's another. That I mean, it's hard to date in St. Louis. I don't think it's limited to St. Louis. <laughs> I really don't. It's people, you know. You know, people. it's like, you know, it's one thing when you're young, you're like out there having fun and you're non-committal and then when you get older, you 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 set firmer boundaries on you know what you expect and what you deserve and I think that that makes it challenging yeah mm-hmm. you know and if you if you like have firm boundaries that they cannot already be married you know, it's like <laughs> it really limits you know who's going to hit does. on you these days yes, absolutely. Oh, that's a whole nother podcast <laughs> it is that's a good topic yep, um you know. You know, that's what I was, that's, and, and I saw Sacred Touch STL. It was formerly um, owned and run by Jeff Runquist and Rose Peel. Uh, they have since moved and left the business to me and, and Denny. <clears throat> and so we were, you know, since January, this change occurred and we've been, you know, ramping up, wow. putting our own uh, stamp on the website and our own practices. Um, so this is all happening, but... At that time, I was working in Rolla, Missouri. Um, I do, like I said, I do contracts. Oh, so that's I drive okay. That's right. Yeah. Back, you know, I'll go anywhere, you know. Uh, and that was a good, so I was still local with that. Mm-hmm. And like I said, <clears throat> it was like just trying to understand myself a little more, you know, yeah. figure out where I'm at in this point in my life. And they, Sacred Touch STL had posted a, a uh, made a post on Facebook that said, you know, the amount of love and touch that you have in your life is the amount you think you deserve. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And I was like, oh my goodness. Okay. 
good because I can do something about this. Like I, mm-hmm. I don't have as much as I want, but I think I can get what I can get there. Now that I'm okay. realizing this is sort of about me. What- so this is almost like the that manifestation principle, really, right? Where you're like, are you 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 can manifest more love by. By, by, right? Yeah, okay. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because, and, <clears throat> yeah, I just had to ask myself that question, like, then why is it that I don't have what it is that I want? You know, what, mm-hmm. you know, what is it that is stopping me? So I began to understand, you know, I was a little uncomfortable with intimacy, right? Being real, being close, um, uh, being seen, you know, it was mm-hmm. like I, might, I had a lot of walls up. I had a lot of fears. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and is that something that, what do you attribute that to? Is that something that slowly grew through time? Were you, you know, why why have you been so afraid to share throughout the oh, years? That's a good question too, because yeah, I think it's a culmination of my life and just where I had, mm-hmm. where I had been, where I, and where I was at at the time. You know, it was just all of my life experiences compiled brought mm-hmm. me to this point. Well, and sometimes when you have had multiple experiences and, and disappointments and letdowns, it's easier just to like put that block up and go, you know, I, I have to build these walls around myself because if I, if I don't, I, I'm going to fall into a depression or, yeah. or anger or bitterness or something like that, you know, so it's easier to build the wall so you can keep moving forward. Oh, totally. You know, survival. It's, it's survival. Mm-hmm. And um, were you divorced? And Yes, I had been married and divorced. Yeah. Um, I divorced my uh, husband when my children were young. So I'd mm-hmm. been a single mom a long time. And then I had had a long-term relationship, like eight years, uh, living, you know, which did not yeah. progress the way that I thought it should. Uh, so when I left that relationship, I f- was kind of feeling beat up, you know, it was a lot of like um, turmoil because I, I wanted, I thought it should lead to marriage and it didn't. And, you know, uh, yeah. he wasn't, I, he didn't end up being what you wanted him to be. No. And, and couldn't, couldn't, no matter how hard you tried. They couldn't get it to like to turn that corner just to be exactly what you knew could possibly be there. You know, I do have a thing with guys where I, I see them as for their fullest potential. And I, I would do this they for don't. everybody around me, my <laughs> right. children. Yeah, I like them. Of course. I love my partners that and, and I that's why I am that way because I'm like, oh, you know, I see all the beauty in them. But it, it, after eight years, you realize, OK, I was you know, really giving this person a little too much credit, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm, so. I'm right there with you. I totally can relate to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I realized, you know, you got to um, what take them for what they're showing, showing you. you. Yeah, yeah, their actions are speaking for them. So, and that's all fine. You know, I, I, I really had to deal with my... Uh, um, my um, opinions or my beliefs about marriage and, you know, all of that. And actually, it was good for me that I didn't marry him. Marry him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Happy that that didn't happen. That was the universe keeping you from ha- that happening. You know, I always look at that. Myself, you know. too. Because, like, if I had done that, I wouldn't know. You wouldn't be where you are at I all. I know. The right? growth that yeah. I had had from that wouldn't have happened in a way that yeah. it has. And so, you know, no regrets there. But um, definitely, you know, I was just wondering what's up. You know, I want to be a good partner. Yeah. So I wanted to know myself more. Yeah. And, um, and that led you to cuddling. So I was, I was like, okay, intimacy, right? Like, 
I'm uncomfortable when I'm getting closer to people. I'm sort of running away when I'm getting close, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I just, yeah, I had to like look at myself and figure that out. Why is that, you know? And being vulnerable was difficult for me, even um, in my everyday life, you know, as an agency nurse traveling to different hospitals very frequently, meeting a whole team of new uh, coworkers was very p- difficult for me, very anxiety inducing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just being sort of like seen uh, in the crowd or whatever, you know, being sort of on in the spotlight yeah. was a challenge. So I'm like, I, I just wanted to understand that about myself. Wow. Yeah. So what does a cuddling session look like? Mm-hmm. Yeah, cuddling is um, platonic touch. So we are going to get together we're going to get to know each other and um we're 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 dressed and you know we have our boundaries set that we don't you know move into the swimsuit areas and that's because it's platonic touch mm-hmm. um i personally can't say that i learned a lot of platonic touch in my life i mean i didn't have a very right. affectionate mother no no blame or it's i'm very neutral about that fact but that was the case yeah um you know, my friendships weren't very physical, hugging, mm-hmm. touching, mm-hmm. close like that. And I've seen it. And I was like, mm-hmm. what? I want that. That looks, that's amazing. I love, I wanted to be that. I wanted to flow freely, naturally in with my emotions. And yeah. <clears throat> I was guarded because, you know, I had been through a lot. And I can go, you know, into that. That was, you know, but I was, I had had some years of grief also. So not only this relationship, but I'd lost my sister who was very close to me. Oh, gosh. Uh, about, um, it had been about five years once I okay. started doing this. So I was like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I had gone through this deep grief process and I was sort of re-emerging. You yeah. know? And again, mm-hmm. I keep saying, because I was wanting to know myself more. I had not really like explored myself outside of like who I was as a mother. Right. Who yeah. I was as a nurse. Well, those were all survival skills. If you were totally. divorced when the children were, were younger and you needed to make sure that you raised them, that you kept them healthy and fed and on right. the school and on the track to get, you know, to to get out of school and graduate be you know be productive members of society you have to keep your job you know cuz that's going to take care of the kids i mean there weren't a lot of opportunities for you in that um realm to show vulnerability oh no because that yeah. that could put that could put those young those young kids in jeopardy everything i did during that time was you know what was best for them yeah um and then eventually, as they got gained their independence, I began to like look at you know myself more. So yeah, and the dating and um, you know love. Like I, I really wanted to be more affectionate with my kids too. I wanted to be close to my kids. Like mm-hmm. that's my true heart's desire. Yeah. Um. So I, I I used the platonic touch practice to to do that to yeah. learn affectionate with them totally to yeah. them and- yeah. Because mm-hmm. like I said, I I. In, in my conditioned past, sex, uh, touch meant sex. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I, I related as soon as you said that. I, 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 you know, immediately had flashbacks to previous relationships of mine where it was, you know, even just a, a hug would was a was a come on, mm-hmm. you know, as An opposed to right, to, as opposed <laughs> to it just being a hug, you yeah. know, and it, and yeah, and after that being the pattern for so long, you you can start to kind of recoil from that. Yeah, you know, I was fortunate in that my 
I, I did have affection in my family. Like my mom and I are, we're very close. Like she, you know, we just had Mother's Day the oh other God. day, you know, and she came for a visit, which was just awesome. And, you know, like we're walking around stores and we're like linked up arms, you know, we're mm-hmm. just, you know, and I that's so fun to have that connection, mm-hmm. you know, but definitely in the male to female relationships, I've found it to be much more difficult to figure mm-hmm. out and navigate. But, you know, for me, it was a, a matter of finding the right partner. But, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, I definitely was shut down for a while. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of just uh, autopilot. Like, right. this, this is, you know, I was immature too, but I, you know, it's, it's if you're going to rub my shoulders, this is what is expected, you know. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. So, yeah. How many times stupid. do you hear that? Can I <laughs> can I massage your back? You know exactly what that means when a man asks you if they if you want a massage. Right. Yeah. You know? right. Well, yeah. sure. Because yeah. I have a little crick right here in my right shoulder, and if, do you mind? Yeah, just right there. No, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. No, not the front of me. <laughs> not my shoulder. butt. Yeah. Not my butt. Exactly. You yeah. know, my nipples are fine. They don't need massaging. Very yeah. relaxed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't do anything more. I'll have to get your first and last name. Add you to the list. Well, I, I've, you know, thought a lot about this, you know, cuddling, professional cuddling, platonic cuddling mm-hmm. or platonic touch and like the whole image in my mind and it's like there's two pieces here. How how do you not, if you're receiving the cuddling and you're come and you come to to this uh, therapy service from a place of need, you know, sure. I can imagine like so many people are, yeah. how do you as the recipient of that therapy not just completely and totally break down in tears oh, when that yeah. person is holding you when you haven't been held for eons? Yeah. Right. And then how is you as practitioner contain yourself while somebody mm-hmm. is having a release like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you cry too? Right, so I'm just curious. Um, that is, the word container is a good way to put it. I'm a container for this, I'm creating a safe space for my my um, my client and whatever they feel like they need to do there, releasing in, in the sense of crying or if they're talking to me and telling me all kinds of things, I am a I'm a, I'm a container, so I'm I'm very solid in my own energy and my own self. Mm-hmm. First of all, so if I'm nervous, my client is going to know that you know, yeah. and they're not going to open up. So I make sure that I'm good before I start. And um, then when they're sharing with me, I'm I'm, I'm just I'm listening. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm I'm open. I have my my own. Um, you know, my own boundaries for myself. I'm an empath, so they, mm-hmm. I can feel your own, I can feel your pain. Uh, but in my experience and my practice, personally and professionally, I've I've learned to to you know, um, I have my own techniques for you know yeah, guarding keep, myself. Yeah, yeah. So I don't. I know now. I don't have to like get in there, and I don't have to feel that. I don't have to be that pain either. I don't have to take it home right, with me. Right. Right. Uh, uh, so how long you don't need to carry that to figure that out? Well, that came through as from my nursing work. Oh, like, really? Oh my goodness. Yeah, because I was working in ICUs where pe- mothers were mm. losing their children, mm. and I was like, well, "How can I do this? Like, I need to figure this out really quick in order to continue in this work." Because I was t- taking it all home. I was really feeling it like deeply. Yeah, it'd wow. be devastating. 
It was to be there. And as a professional, I need to be there in the technical sense of the medical field, but also I want to be there for my patients um, and their families. Because you Uh, legitimately care, right? I do. Yeah. 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 I can, because I can feel their pain, I want to help them, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, but, you know, that's not necessarily the best thing for me to do. And I learned that over time. Okay. Not that I can't help them, but I don't have to feel their pain or carry it around or take it home. You know, I can like, I have my practices to where I am, um, you know, just being as balanced as I can be so that I can, be there with you, hold that space. Um, and, and it's just, then it becomes about my client's needs. Yeah. And if they need to cry, yes, absolutely. I want that. You know, if they need to tell me memories or talk about whatever it is, you know, so I'm good. I'm solid. I know how to handle myself in these very intense emotional situations, starting with my nursing career. Um, to now in, in cuddling where people are, yeah, they're touch, touch deprived. Yeah, we, I think we're totally touch deprived yeah. in, our, in this, in our day and in age. In the climate of that, that we're living is absolutely taboo to touch most of the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, we're all suffering in a way for that, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's, we need that on the, on the general collective um, society. We can't mm-hmm. just be... Um, yeah, I've always been kind of like one of those people that be like, you know, how are you? And yeah. I'll put my hand on their arm. But I'm very aware that, like you said, like, it's not okay to do that anymore, yeah. you know? And so, like, I I don't do that. But I've, I've always feel that there's that's like a, like, I'm honestly trying to connect, Yeah, you know? Yeah, and I've always been a hugger, you know? I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm, I'm a hugger, right? And only recently, though, I've been like, wow, I want, you know, Nobody ever says, well, no, thank you, except for mm-hmm. one person. He was really, really weird. <laughs> but now that I think about it, it's like when I go, come on now, I'm a hugger. That's almost like that's like forcing myself <laughs> on like, somebody. Like, <laughs> and I, I'm like, oh, I, gosh, I need to be like, I need to actually say, I, I do hug and I'll give yeah. you a hug. I mean, I, oh, I honestly think I, I have to, I should rephrase. You got to get consent yeah. for that hug. I got to <laughs> get too. consent. Yeah, it's, it's a trauma-informed touch practice, you know, because Trauma-informed we, touch practice. Yeah, okay. because we're, we understand that, well, we're, we're, we're all sort of holding our emotions, our histories, our experiences in our bodies. I mean, that is, um, goes back to Chinese medicine, I mean, acupuncture, acupressure. Um, I, I I taught myself energy therapy. Oh wow! Um, and that's just the facts. Our bodies are speaking to us, but but we know that a lot of people have had trauma in their lives, and when you touch them and they're not expecting it, can be an adverse uh, reaction. And we don't oh, want. I that. can imagine. Yeah, we, triggering, we, right? Yeah, it, it, it yeah. is. Yeah, especially for um, people who you know need help in that area. So they're they're already sort of feeling like they're not normal or whatever that is, but not a baseline in a sense. And so we have to be delicate about um, our approaches. I think that your um, approach could be very valuable for somebody that's you know, been a victim of assault or, you know, that would have a very challenging time letting somebody. I just, I just yeah, think about all, all of the the women out there who are raising kids and, you know, they're divorced or they're, you know, don't have a partner in life to, you know, to mm-hmm. hold their hand and yeah. say, hey, you think you're pretty special. I mean, mm-hmm. I just think about how lonely, like how lonely uh-huh. so many people are. And I can look back at, you know, the loneliness of, of, 
of my life when I was, when my kids were younger and they were all home and, you know, heaven forbid, you know, you mm. meet, some, oh, you have three kids, you know, they don't want to date a woman with three kids. Yeah. No, that they you know. So, so I, I think I substituted like, instead of like a professional cuddling and going to that, cause I didn't know it existed. Mm-hmm. I would dance tango, Mm -hmm. Argentine tango, because then I am being, I'm in an intimate embrace with somebody for three to four minutes at a time. He's leading, so there's a vulnerability there to not for the dance, and that that was helped me kind of like lower some of my my boundaries that I had that I had built up. Um, But then, of course, you know, I want to dance more and more and more because you know you love it, and and I I often describe you know dancing in Argentine tango as being hugged for three hours because it's like you know and 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 variety of partners, but not everybody wants to dance. and and you know you have your kids and your kids will hug you, but it's not the same. Right. It's not the same. You know your your six seven eight year old isn't doesn't want to listen to your day. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> no. You know they'll be like, well, are you going to cook me dinner? <laughs> Is are you done crying now, mommy? I want to eat. You know. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's amazing what you're providing people. Yeah. But I think, how do you get folks over like the whole little, I mean, honestly, I, I, I kind of giggle to myself. I'm like, yeah. I mean, you pay somebody to spoon you? Uh-huh. And it's like, <laughs> and, and is that actually what's sober? happening? I like, mean, yeah. is there actual the positions? There's, yeah. multiple, there's, you know, hundreds of cuddling positions, very creative ones. Right. Uh, well, yeah. Cause I, I mean, I joked with the girlfriend, I'm like, yeah, you're paying somebody to spoon you and you're sober. I mean, because like you know, we we've like a stranger to spoon you when you're sober, and you. you but know, you're not ma- strangers because but, it's a right, right. right. We but, begin a relationship at the beginning, as yeah. for, you know, it's 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 client and and professional uh, relationship. But we're also there uh, to get to know each other, and that's part of the intimacy. That's part of the skills that people need and maybe haven't practiced in a long time or forgot they had, or we're practicing all of those aspects of being in a relationship friendship. You're developing a friendship with your clients. We are, genuinely are, yeah. So what happens when you run into a client out in a social setting? Like, you know, there's, like, I'm used to traditional therapy. You know, it's like there are firm boundaries, you know. It's the same Same. boundaries, yes, yes. So you didn't walk up and smack them on the ass and go, how are you doing today? Then we might might (laughs) want a big hug, which is nice. It's sometimes, you know, but private. It's private. It's discreet, yeah, Mm -hmm. because I get that people have hang-ups, preconceived ideas about what it is. Not a lot of people understand it, but for the people who are in touch enough to say, oh, I think this would help me, it really changes people. People's lives. I bet. Yeah, it takes people, um, men and women. Um, we work with. Um, we're LGBTQ friendly, and mm-hmm. we're open to all walks of life. Um, and we that's why we have a male cuddler and, and myself the female cuddler you know we're open to mm-hmm. whatever combination that you know it sounds good to you but um and do these sessions last like 15 minutes or do you like build up no. i can imagine like somebody who hasn't been touched in a long time like i would think like 5 minutes might be like seem like an <laughs> eternity for them well that's to um, begin with the you beginning know? is you know, sitting in front, like I'm sitting in a chair and I'll always have them sit in front of me and tell me about who they are and why they're here. Um, you know, do starting with some massage therapy. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
which is traditional. That's what people understand. Like they know what that's about. So we mm-hmm. start with a shoulder massage mm-hmm. and then we transition into cuddling and we do that for like 30 minutes, switching various positions. We're talking a lot during that time. We're sinking our breath. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, just to connect. Um, it's interesting to like see the map of the brain waves and yeah. like just like what's happening with the body chemistry because I imagine that it's it's probably so incredibly right yeah, healing so. right yeah. and relaxing and restful and mm-hmm. sometimes people fall asleep you know mm-hmm. you get very various um reactions but you know we cuddle and then we take the last few minutes to recap and talk about what came up for them and so the, the, the talk and the processing is a big part of the the, mm-hmm. the session yeah. Um, well, I'm going to take a, a real quick break I, yeah. here because yeah. I, I, I want to come back and I want to talk some more about right. how this has impacted your life because sure. you said you were yeah. searching for yeah. yourself. I have, and, right. Yeah. yeah, we could. I want more to tell. Yeah. Let's do that when we Top come off back. our wine and be right back. Thank you again, Emily, for such a fine job of making sure I have enough <laughs> wine to drink for the rest of the episode. Oh my goodness, it was this one's been very difficult to hold back, like to not just drink it super fast. <laughs> it's really yummy. It is, um, yeah. Which is why I think going back to my first comment about being by myself, watching Netflix, opening opening this up without any food would be a would not be good Dangerous. because I would drink it all. Like probably I'd, yeah. I'd get like a thermos or like <laughs> or like the seventy two ouncer mug from like Seven Eleven or something, oh. and I pour it all in. And, and I, my daughter actually had one of those big ones from like Circle K when she was in junior yes. high school. She called it her depression mug. <laughs> she <laughs> like, sit there with a straw and hold it. You know, hug, hug the, uh, hug the, the soda, the beverage, hug the soda, and mm. um, and you know, sit there and drink on it. So yeah, I would pour this wine in my big depression mug. <laughs> However, that's not what I want you guys to do who no. are listening. <laughs> no. I want you to buy this bottle and have it with food. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you find yourself that you drank it all. Or have it, share it with somebody and, and and have a cuddle while yeah, you're yeah. sipping it. So, yeah. It's really good. Um, Angelia, I'm, yes. I'm curious. You said when we started talking about cuddling, you were searching for like yourself and like your answers to, you know, your intimacy issues Mm -hmm. prior to, um, how has being a client of cuddling and then being a practitioner of platonic touch changed your life? Like, did you find your answer? Well, I, I'll put it this way. So, um, I, I went in a sort of my, we, we always state an intention when we begin the practice, you know, so we know what we're all working towards, client and mm-hmm. and cuddler. And mine was, I really wanted, you know, to have a, a, a relationship. I wanted to form a relationship and, and develop a relationship with a great guy. So, um, and I wanted to be closer to my kids. My kids are teenagers and it was just, I was- How many kids do you have? Three children- Oh, that's just like me. Yep. Yeah. Their ages are. I can't even begin. That's another episode. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, yeah. well, my son Spencer is going to turn 18 here in two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then for like a few uh, weeks out of the year, they're all one year apart. Oh, my God. So 18, mm-hmm. 19, and 20. Oh, oh. Until Hannah, my oldest, turns 21. 
Wow. You had them back to back to back. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Mine are four years apart. That can't imagine. Yeah. That must be. It's a long time luxurious. to parent. <laughs> that it's a is. very long time to parent. <laughs> That's the thing I do always say about them. I'm. It's great. Let's just get it done and over with. It's just, yeah. it's just yeah. super co- concentrated. You were all yeah. in diapers. Now you're all out of college. All right. It's good. Yeah. They're all the in same college. Time. And they'll all be out of co- college. That sounds great. The same yeah. time. Yeah. So yeah, three so, kids. Yeah. I wasn't always sure I was doing the right thing with them. And I, um, so that, that was my goal too. I just want to be close to my kids always. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and eventually, so I, I cuddled for, I was a client for six months and, um, on your, if you don't mind me asking on your first, um, session, did you ball? Did you cry? No, I was saying, I, I just was saying, this is, I was telling my family and friends I was going to massage cause yeah. I really didn't know what to say. And I right. was like, really do is, you know, I was, I had to deal with my own issues around it. Like, do I really need this? Is this something like, you know, I didn't understand it entirely, but I was like going for it. Cause I, you know, it's, it made sense to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I, I began with sort of like, uh, um, slow. I just started slowly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, anyway, eventually six months into my cuddling as the, as the client, I began an apprenticeship program with Rose and Jeff and I began to be the, the cuddler. And mm-hmm. my first client who I was seeing, uh, he, I, I eventually um, um, started got personal him? with him. <laughs> yeah. So wow. I started my partner. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh wow! I missed no, one. She, she started a relationship him. with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and he may not want me to share that necessarily. Well, yeah. Well, we don't have to say know. any names or anything. She, but. Yeah, yeah. That John Doe, who you're dating, <laughs> right? Well, how fun is that? Well, he said it was okay if I talk about him here, and I said, "Oh, I won't talk about you." I'm, why? You know, you know. Why would I, why like, would I mention you? At but all you know, the, these the are podcast. organic conversations. You know, and we've had some wine, so sometimes things happen. He, he's, <laughs> he's so great. Um, we have dated a year now, and mm-hmm. you know. We grow together so much, you know, like I, I was the professional and he, you know, but we learn from each other. There's probably all sorts of like uh, inner conversations going on in your head. Like, these my client, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not supposed to feel this way. I'm supposed to contain everything. But so what made you decide to like risk it all hey. and, and like text him one night after drinking no, a bottle of wine that he you know <laughs> it, it, we didn't pursue anything until after our uh professional you know agreements were completed mm-hmm. yeah and uh from there we went like oh this is this is unique you know we're like-minded because for for him to be pursuing working on himself so much in that way in such a deep yeah physical practical way like he wanted to be a better partner too and he came there for that reason and i'm like oh this is a good a guy man that yeah. wants to be a better partner is like that's a gold a, yeah a diamond and he's right gonna there. listen to me he's gonna take my <laughs> that's <laughs> your suggestions yeah i was like oh i'm in charge here yeah okay i'm the, i'm the expert here <laughs> so, yeah i'm gonna tell you what i want and you're gonna listen because yeah. i'm the one in charge <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> All the training's already done. Yeah, it's so great. It was great. It was a well, great did you time. Feel, did you feel like it was the last session? They're like, were you sad? Yeah. I, I was bet. like, this is over. Okay. You know, I mean, the, the profession, yeah, you know, we yeah. had, we had a, um, you know, an arrangement with the number of package sessions yeah. and all that. And that was it. And I was like, 
uh, you know, it was kind of a, you know, we de- developed something during mm-hmm. that time, you know, so which you- I haven't done since with any of my clients right. because I've learned a lot from this process. You know, I, I wouldn't probably do that again. I don't think it's the wise uh, thing to do, but that was just a special circumstance where my partner and I went for yeah. it. So. so who who reached out first? Uh, he reached out to me. And he was felt like he was taking a gigantic risk to ask me yeah. out, but he did it, and I I really just admired that kind of courage. So, is he I an said, artist yeah. as well? No, he's um, he's not. He's, he's an accountant. He's, <laughs> he's a, you know, he works in an office, and uh, but he has an adventurous spirit. He's very passionate about sports, and you know, kind of introduced me to the blues. And you know, oh, he yeah. likes he likes St. Louis FC soccer. Oh, so, good. okay, good. yeah, um, I like him already. Yeah, and he, yeah. you know, he he's a he, uh, adventure travel, you know, and so right away we were taking trips together. Oh, and, wonderful. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is this is fun, and, yeah. and uh, you know, I was finally at a place where I was open and ready to love, give and receive, you know, yeah. because it's not all about giving. I could have given love all day long, but I wasn't uh, letting anything have, come Have given a me. love all the day long, but Absolutely. you're right. Yeah. So, and you said earlier, I'm sorry, yeah, Emily, no. I keep cutting you it's off. Right. You said earlier today in the, sh- in the episode where somebody had told you the amount of touch you get is what you think you deserve. Mm-hmm. I think that's very powerful. Isn't mm-hmm. it? Because, yes. I, you know, I could say to you right now that I don't get, I, mean, I have my kids that touch me or, you mm-hmm. know, Emily will give me a hug or whatever, right. you know, stuff like that. But there's not somebody in my life that's like, oh, you're like the best ever, you know, stroking my hair or anything mm-hmm. like that. But I think I deserve more, but apparently I'm, no. I'm like self-diagnosing myself right now <laughs> on this episode I think so. Somewhere deep down, I must think I don't deserve it. I, I, that's what I, that's what I realized too. Like maybe I'm not good at this, and so that's why I keep it at bay. You know, I don't want to hurt anybody, so I keep it at bay. But um, I love that statement or that idea because it's empowering. Because if if it's if I'm lacking it because I think I don't deserve it, but then I the power lies in me Mm -hmm. to then do something about it. You know, and Michelle, Mm -hmm. think about, I mean, you have been in survival mode for a long time, you know, like you raising your your children on your own and you had cancer and all these things. Mm -hmm. Like, it might not be that you don't think that you deserve it. It just might be that you haven't been ready to accept it because you have been fighting to survive. Mm -hmm. And so maybe this acknowledgement will give you the shift that you need Mm -hmm. to open that up. you're ready for more. If you even if disregard if you, how much you've had, maybe now yeah. is the time yeah. where you're thinking. Okay, I think I maybe now's the right time. Well, I always say to myself, well, you know, um, I'll be ready when the right person walks through. But mm-hmm. I had a relationship with somebody for nine years, and mm-hmm. I finally ended that in September, which mm-hmm. was like. But he was not. But he was. He was like he was similar. Like I knew. Yeah. Like if we just could get around this corner. Mm-hmm. Finally, we'll have we'll have this idea in my head that right. it's supposed to be. And, and but he was unavailable. He made himself unavailable, right? So emotionally. Uh-huh. So, um, but you know that, or he would be unavailable, but then available and like in and yeah. out. You know, which on he his was terms only. Totally on his terms, and I yeah. fell That's for very it sneaky. for yeah, years. Yeah, it is. But then I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm really, really 
done because I had said I was done many times. So <laughs> that's <before>. huge. <laughs> but you have definitely but yeah, been consistently yeah. putting that foot down because he like, keeps reaching out every now and then. I'm has, so proud of you. So, and I'm you like, know. did you not hear me when I said don't ever call me again? That's, yeah, Leave me alone. You know, we do this. It's There's lessons that are, we can learn from these uh, things and we don't want to beat ourselves up about them because this is what humans do is human nature. We we love, we get hurt, we, we try again. And, you know, this is, you know, it's no reason to go and, you know, no regrets because we've learned something from yeah, these things. Yeah, I mean, I have. I, but I, I can honestly say that I'm not really interested in being hurt again. No. At 50, well, I'm just not interested in that. But I don't know how, I don't know how when I'm like in interacting with somebody who I really, really like Mm -hmm. to make it go from, okay, we're acting like we're in high school Mm -hmm. to be like, we're fucking 50. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. So somebody needs to say, this is what I like or I don't like, you know, but, but I don't want to be hurt. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put it out there because I don't want to be hurt again or rejected. I mean, I have a podcast with Emily. (laughs) Why wouldn't anybody want to date me? Right. It's not like I talk about it. (laughs) Yep. Angelia, I have we a all question. have the same fears. <laughs> yeah, if that helps. I it, no, I'm sure. I'm sure that I, I'm not. I'm not uh, unique in having that fear. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we go, I have I have a question for you. Um, you know, I've just been thinking. I I think it would be so amazing to see, like, a blog article from you or something on five things that that any person could do to bring more intimacy into their life, mm-hmm. you know? Um, or, you know, just just some, I think it would be really fascinating. Well, the value of intimacy, mm-hmm. you know, the value of what intimacy uh, right. brings to your life. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, I just, I'm thinking about, okay, yeah, I know there's ways that as a professional um, intimacy coach or cuddler that you bring someone in and help help them warm up to the idea. But mm-hmm. let's say we're already here at the table and we're interested. Yes. Like, what are a few tips that you can share with us to help? Especially if they're not, if they don't have a professional cuddler in their area, any of our listeners. Right. Sure. Um, th- how to help people get comfortable with the idea of intimacy or, or the as a the maybe going to a session, are you talking about in general? I, I, I would say in general. Like, yeah, I think in general, in general, general like, not everybody's going to have access to a right. cuddler who listens right. to our episode. More intimacy, you know, I mean, it's about that. It doesn't. It, the definition isn't just about touch. You know, it's about the closeness and a connection. So, whatever way that you know, it's it's beautiful because it's unique for everybody. Um, whether it be. Um, you have to answer that. Whatever evokes that for you, a pet or a practice or, you know, creating a piece of art or whatever. It, I think that in the most, for the most part, it's not a solitary event, though. You, okay. The intimacy is coming from a connection from outside yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, and if that evokes, you know, anxiety in you, then right there, there we go. Now we're going to look at that. Right, go you into know, that. It's, it's just lean in and as gentle as possible because there's no sh- musts or halves to here. It's just about just beginning to be self aware. What am I thinking and feeling? It's about emotional um, intelligence, naming this sensation I'm having. What is it? It's maybe it's always been identified as total is anxiety but mm-hmm. let's go a little deeper and see what is is, is it about you know mm-hmm. so um listening to yourself start there mm-hmm. think about what it is that you enjoy pursue that you know um 
find that w- which gives you meaning and let that be your guide. Yeah. Uh, that would be, I think, the first step in finding more intimacy in your life, you know, mm-hmm. and listening to yourself because we're, we're very much um, on a, a hamster wheel sometimes. Oh, we can so often get caught in our minds mm-hmm. too, you know. <laughs> it's always have this inner dialogue going on. Oh, I was very, very trapped in my head and it's mm-hmm. painful. It's mm-hmm. painful, you know, when you can't turn it off when you want to, you know, mm-hmm. like stop that, you know, those crappy critical voices. Oh, yeah. You know, that's yeah. one thing that I had a lot of old voices from, you know, the past, you know, even back to my mother, mm-hmm. which we all have. And they're all echoing around in our heads, but we're kind of so used to them being there. We believe them. Yeah. Um, there's lots of practices that we can do together to sort of like understand those parts of ourselves, integrate them love begin to love those parts of ourselves and then they like quiet down yeah they shut they shut up you know that's Mm -hmm. part of the ego that's the that's the conscious and the unconscious so um are you a um when you meet somebody for the first time do you hug them yeah i offer a hug for sure yeah and how do you how do you do that so that we know we're getting the right kind of consent on that hug do you have an approach that you recommend just uh, hey can i can i can we hug would you like a hug you know okay ask Okay. Not the whole, hey, I'm a hugger, so come on, step in here. <laughs> come on in. Don't give your grandma a kiss. <laughs> exactly, exactly. How did I turn into that lady, right? <laughs> oh, come on now. I'm a hugger. Step in here, you know. And and it's only recently when I saw, like, the utter fear. It's like, oh, God, that's like, I somehow, I turned into that, that well, there's grandma. there's different levels. We can side hug. We can, you know, sure. touch, the, you know, so just gauging, reading, reading the situation, reading body language. Yeah. My God, like, I have to be so aware of my body language because I do have anxiety, you know, and a lot of times I'm getting into these situations and they're intense. So yeah. I have to, like, be aware, self-aware. Of I have course. to get down into my body. I have to deep breathe. I have to know what it is I'm feeling and really pay attention to it because there's reasons why I'm feeling that way. So, you know, I'm, I've been years of ignoring what I'm feeling, right? So mm-hmm. now I'm like trying to say, um, this matters. The fact that I might be anxious here or maybe I I don't want to reach out or, or I do want to reach out. Let me connect here, you know? Yeah. So there's different messages that are coming in all the time. Wow. I, I think that um, this this intimacy, too, is probably very culture to culture, like very different, right? True. I mean, like I think about traveling to France, you mm-hmm. know, and, and they always do the kiss on the cheek and the mm-hmm. kiss on the cheek. And depending on how well you know each other, that kiss gets a little bit closer, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, that right there, even if you're complete strangers, you still do that. And that's that's almost like an offering of I'm I'm here to connect with you to mm-hmm. me and there's something really beautiful that and and I know I know just like just culturally speaking too like being in France it's so amazing like at a restaurant you will see you will not see the cell phones on the table mm-hmm. you know it's people are very closely engaged in conversation and they are there for that time to be with that person they very much treasure that that immediate connection and intimacy with one another so that is something that's really fostered in their culture Mm. it perhaps isn't as much fostered here you know the fact that we're talking about this and there's a need for personal touch coaching but yeah i mean we're further ahead than of a lot of other cultures which you know would discourage it even further by putting up actual clothing to prevent you know, actual connection. Yeah. 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 But as money, um, 
you know, I do take, I do practice in the confines of this American society that which I'm living. Right. Um, so I know I, I, I think we have a broad um, acceptance for you know touch and connecting physically, platonically. Um, but I have a lot of clients who are not American. So that's what I was. Yeah, I yeah. was wondering, yeah. like how, and is that them trying to understand the American culture and get feel more comfortable here, or, or just realizing that. Yeah, they haven't had. I think the it's same. because they have either we're human beings mm-hmm. far surpassing touch. the this this culture. Yeah. We are all humans on a you know on the you know grand scale, and we need that. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, and it's a great way to get it without you know um, to practice it to to have it, and you know for me removing it from like the dating part, removing the dating part from it, yeah, allowed me to like oh, grow so much. You know, I bet, yeah. Yeah, I didn't have to, you know, yeah, you know, the confines oh, well, of dating. Right, <laughs> right. Like, like, Thanks for being here. Yeah. It's time for you to go. Yeah. There's no, okay, I'm getting to first base, now second base, you yeah. know. Yeah. yeah, it takes all the, the pressure off of that situation. Definitely, yeah. That's great. Well, this has been But it makes me better, better in my relationships to have had this experience, you know. And, so. and better with your kids and better with your interactions yeah. with your coworkers. I definitely became much—I got out of my head. Mm-hmm. I became much more comfortable in my own skin, which is, you know, what I was like, so, how the hell—who, how do I do that, you know? Like, yeah. And it's in my body. It's because I began to becoming t- uh, intimate with my own body and, like— knowing myself more through like you know what is this pain about and behind that pain you can go levels and levels deeper but um there's memories stored in those parts you know Mm -hmm. there's reasons why you know we we compartmentalize we shut off but if we will if we're willing to dive in and go in there um those things don't uh, demand so much attention Mm-hmm. So, but they're screaming at you for a reason. Yeah, so you, need, you um, need to pay attention listen, to it. Yeah, I, yeah. I heard a wise uh, a wise therapist on uh, YouTube one time say that uh, if your for feelings, if you don't let your feelings manifest in the tears, mm-hmm. they will show up in your organs in another way. Absolutely, yeah. it feels like it might kill you sometimes. How intense the emotions are that come up, you know, especially for people who have depression or mental. Not, I'm not talking about. Um, you know, sort of debilitating mental illness, but somebody who has some depression, some anxiety, um, you know, learning to identify uh, those emotions and having somebody there with you um, to process in a safe way. Totally. Yeah. Um, It it can dispel the power that they hold. You know, we, I feel like it's, there's a lot of fear around going to those, you know, not, not pretty places. So Mm -hmm. to have somebody there with you as a guide in a way, um, who has experience in doing it, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's um, you know, I'm not a therapist, but I'm as a friend, you know, mm-hmm. and I have life experience yeah. that I can use to support my yeah. um, my platform and Your practice. So, mm-hmm. Well, Angelia, this has been absolutely fascinating. I and, and I know we've only you. touched the surface, yeah, but it's, it's yeah. just I been... So I know so much. Right. So we'll come back. We'll have you on again. Because <laughs> right. yeah, we like sure. I've said before, we don't drink with our friends just one time. We That's drink with awesome. them numerous right. times. And we'll have to get a bigger bottle. I uh, clearly, yeah, because because we're this, almost done. It's wonderful. So um, thank you. Just uh, we'll get all of your details. If so, if somebody wanted to email you though, how would they reach you? Yeah, I'm at creative jugular at gmail. 
Would that be creative, then jugular, like the jugular vein? Yes. Okay, J-U-G-U-L-A-R. Oh, that's, that's intriguing. That's a nod to Julia Cameron, who I couldn't, wouldn't be here without her. She's okay. a wonderful, she wrote The Artist's Way. Okay. And oh. I have so much, that process is right. such a beautiful um, process, and she lays it all. It's, it's, you know, it's for artists, and the mm-hmm. artist's process, and you know, all the ways mm-hmm. we sabotage ourselves, you know, she, she kind of wrote the manual for right. pursuing uh, your, your creating your projects and seeing them through to fruition, mm-hmm. you know. Mm. So, well, fantastic. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming yeah, on the thank show. Thank you. Cheers. It's Today. been just an absolute Cheers. delight.